What's up and welcome to AfterBuzz Anime Reviews. We're talking Madoka Magica, the third movie, Rebellion. And OMG, we have so much to discuss on this craziness. It's a love-hate movie for a lot of people. Stay tuned for our thoughts. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up? Welcome to AfterBuzz Anime Reviews. We're talking Madoka Magica, the third movie, because technically one and two just covered the series, which we already did. And if you have not watched that, please go do that, because we covered it for you. And we love it, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, we're giving a special shout-out first. Hello to Rachel, who's joining us today. Hey, everybody. And uh, Rachel, what are some of your top five anime? Well, I absolutely love Detective Conan. That is my number one. Nice. I love Neon Genesis Evangelion, Helsing, which these all have, like, special places to me from being in high school and first, you know, getting into anime. Oh, yeah. Um, His and Her Circumstances, Inuyasha, and um, Helsing. If I, no, I mentioned that already. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say those are my top. And Sweet. And Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, <laughs> classics. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. And then uh, we also have our resident hosts who are here all the time. and so happy to have everybody here. Uh, Ollie is not here. He'll be back. I'm like, I know I said that, but yeah. But happy Pride as well on that. Uh, going around the table, say hello. Hey, everyone. Veronica Valencia here. Hey, guys. Jamie Gray. All right. Hot takes at the top because this movie is so decisive for some people. Did you like it or not? I, Go. <laughs> <laughs> mixed feelings. Yeah. I will for sure say mixed feelings. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a great way to say it. I kind of wish I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. I think like there were parts where it was like up and down, uh, but overall I would say it was not bad. I think okay. I just left a little bit aloof, a little com- confused, but All right. yeah. Rachel. I felt very unsettled at the end, and the best thing, like, as we were watching this, I just kept thinking that it reminded me of the end of Evangelion Mm -hmm. from um, NGE. So, yeah, I just... uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I I enjoy it more for the allegorical aspect of it, if I'm looking at it like that. But if I wasn't, then I don't know how I'd feel. Yeah, same. I think for myself, if I was ever recommending Madoka to somebody who's never seen it, I'd be like, watch the show, you don't need to see the movies. No offense to the movies. But yeah. it's just one of those, you don't need it, and the show's just so good as its, like, arc, that I'm like, nope, that's fine. The movie is one of those, like, sure, check it out, but it does have that, like, <sighs> like, I wouldn't say I hated <laughs> it, but it's just definitely, it is kind of, <sighs> and we'll yeah. get to yeah. that feeling, and it kind of has a Khaleesi vibe if people watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> of, wait... Yes, sorry. There were things that I did appreciate about the movie that they didn't get into the series. I liked that we had, like, our squad Yes! Which was awesome. I loved the squad fight. I loved how much they showcased Mommy because we didn't obviously see much of her in the anime, and I loved seeing how strong she was. And I really liked the idea of toying around with Homura possibly being a witch just Mm -hmm. because it's like, Looking back in the series, she was filled with so much grief from, you know, having to redo the same yeah. timelines that if it wasn't for her drive, it would have made sense for her to be a witch. So that I like that they played with that idea, but it, it was, there were times where it just was a little too convoluted. For, and it's fair. probably because, like, we yeah. just finished reviewing, you know, the yeah. series, so yeah. it's like, whoa. So I totally get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. And huge shout, shout out and thank you to all the guests we had on this season. It was really fun to watch the movie. So I watched it last night in Japanese and today in English. So it was cool to see it and possibly maybe some things are more explained in English. I was going to say, was was there anything that stood out to you as like very different translation wise? Mm, no. Uh, well, Rachel and I were <laughs> watching it. And when you watch it in English, you can have the subtitles on and they're different. And it's one of those, yes, the beats are the same. But there's things that I'm like, I, I'm 
if I was saying it, I'd probably say the subtitled version, but it makes sense per the, you know, the mouths moving and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I do think the English is very helpful at the end when you get Cubay's breakdown of like, so by the way, here's my exposition of all this what's going on. Because in reading that, you're going, no, 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 no. So, you know, you're like trying to follow. But it's like kind of harder to process. Yes. So I I did think that was enjoyable. And there is so much going on that it wasn't, you know, um, dull to rewatch because there is just so much going on. Um, So at the very beginning, who else felt a WTF starting (laughs) off in this world? Everyone. Wait. Wait. We did. We are not here. This is not right. Everything is wrong. I felt super antsy of like, wait. (laughs) No. And uh, so. We have Monica, I mean, we have Homura narrating at the very beginning, but you might not know that unless you know the voice, per se. Did you know it was Homura, like, leading us in as a narrator? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, I mean, you obviously know that now, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, or, and while watching. So, yeah, we embrace curses, and but she said something that I felt was more of note in rewatching. So, pretty much the only way to be, like, free of this world, to escape the despair, is to vanish from the world. And I'm like... I, I guess Not that's sure. kind of a big point that you get at the end, but that doesn't make me happy. The big thing is that from the top of the movie, they were really big on dreams versus nightmares. Yes. And so it was already like, having watched the whole thing now, it's like, okay, so obviously this is foreshadowing, almost being trapped inside your mind. Yes, good point. And the different realities that you can think you're going through and how someone might perceive things differently than another person. Yeah. And animation was gorgeous. We can all, I think we all can agree on that. Like, it's even a step up from the show. Like, the cityscapes are just like, it's so pretty, even though it's like, weird what's going on. Uh, and everyone's alive. I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. That's kind of why I was I was like, okay, so beginning weird. This is yeah. not where we left off. You know what? I'm going to roll with it because I do like the fact that we get to see more of Sayaka, more of Mommy, more of Kyoko, kind of all together. I'm like, I can roll with this. It was very nice to see them. Uh, Jamie, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I wrote the down. I was like, I'm so happy to see Kyoko and Saika because I liked Kyoko a lot. Um, but I, I thought it was just different. So I was like, wait a minute, you're not here. And yep. I'm just seeing mommy, a lot of her scenes. I'm like, yep. you guys love her boobs. Like, it's just, <laughs> every scene, it's just like, bro. And I'm like, all right, guys. And crotch shots. Anybody else notice that? When they yeah. push away from the table. <laughs> they just want to make sure that fan service come from. Like, yes. Get it. Uh, and then it goes very deja vu because then it goes kind of like the beginning of episode one. And even Rachel, was, when we were watching, she's like, wait, this is episode one. It like, yes, it's like the same yeah. stuff. Yeah. Which felt really... But I think it's doing such a good job that you're going, oh, wait. Like, this is... You should feel unnerved a bit. Yeah. Uh, and Kyoko at school. Whoa. She has not been in a school girl uniform. That's new. Yeah. Again, I was I was like, I can dig. <laughs> um, oh, uh, we have a live chat, by the way. If you are joining us, welcome. If you're watching it later, please comment down below because I know this is a movie that needs discussion. Uh, Nuko says, Rebellion is definitely a movie that needs to be seen several times, giving you the opportunity to pry it open and digest all of its intricacies. No surprise. It's so uh, divisive after first watching. Yes, I think it is a movie that you'll think about it later. But again, it's some like some shows you can enjoy the ride and not necessarily an ending. I would say, yeah. or a first season versus subsequent seasons. Um, Wait, I have a question. Yeah, and, I'm, and I haven't done. Um, I, I haven't heard this, but is this is this considered canonical? These movies, or at least Rebellion. Like, is this supposed to be like oh the canon? Tr- yeah, the, Sorry, the true like, ending. Uh, of yeah. Monica? 
That's a, I have not read the um, read any ma- manga of it, manga of it. <laughs> okay. uh, so yes, I would say essentially. But um, let us know your thoughts if you feel it's canon or not, because there are plenty of people that would argue even if something is said to be, they'd be like, nope, no. yeah, it is yeah. not part of theirs. Uh, also, we get Homura back to version 1.0. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I like my tough Homura. I was confused. Because the other one's two. cute. But. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yes. I thought it was, like, instantly, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I I kind of thought that it was another, like, not reincarnation, but another time travel moment, mm. and that things had been reset in, yes. like, this really weird um, way, right. yeah. but that it had been her going back True. Um, in time. That'd be an easy way to interpret it at first because you go, wait. Yeah. And she, I like her shows off the soul gem ring, like, what's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> and all the hair flips. Homer has so many more hair flips this time around. Yeah. Which was almost like similar to what we talked about. Attack Attack. I almost felt it was comedic. I'm all hair flip, hair flip. She goes, <laughs> <laughs> we just see her hair down more anyway. Half of it. Yeah. The series, you always saw it up, but more, you see it more down this, this Yeah, series. she's like, and here, I'm free. Yeah. Uh, so. Monica and Homer kind of have their, like, okay, I feel like we've had this time together, and I'm not really sure why, and that's maybe when you start going, wait, something feels off. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Hitome becomes a nightmare, but not really, it's not like the witches, though. It's more, she creates a nightmare, because they mm-hmm. said, mentioned it's her nightmare. They don't mention she's a nightmare. Oh my gosh, I love, though, that Sayaka is like, well, she is dating Captain Oblivious. I'm like, <laughs> and she's moved on. She's doing that. so well. <laughs> okay. So we'll get back to that nightmare in a moment. But who goes when we meet Bebe? Oh my gosh. But at the same time, I'm like, I really like Bebe. Any person who was able to voice act that probably had so much fun. Because I kind of just also want to know if it was just gibberish they wrote down, if they were actual lines of a language. I think it's a mix of words. Words. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was just like, what the heck? Is, like, what is this little thing? Where's Kyubei? Like, what's going on? So Yeah. Also, that- Kyubei wasn't talking, too. Yeah. 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 Weird. Thought that was super weird. I'm like, why is he not talking? He talks all the time. Right. So. So, Bebe is Charlotte, who we never get that name, essentially, in mm-hmm. the series, but Charlotte is the monster that eats mommy. And when you, because we saw this character before, and it's one of those, like, you'd almost forget about it, and uh, one of those, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things I was reading is the creators noticed how much the fans liked Mommy and Charlotte as, like, characters drawn together, and that is part of the reason that became part of this movie. And oh. I was like... They, the, they fans liked They mommy drew them together, yeah. The like, holding the witch as a toy kind wow. of a thing. Wow. And I was like, ah, because it was such a, I, it makes almost no sense of why are we bringing, because yeah. you're freaking out. You're like, that's that thing that ate you. Because yeah. there's a moment later, I don't know if you guys noticed, <laughs> when they're all talking and Homer goes, hey guys, so, or ask Homer, uh, ask mommy, um, how long have you known Bebe? Bebe drools. And it's like, oh, baby's remembering you better head off, maybe. Yeah. So that was just so weird. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, we'll obviously get maybe. into it later, kind of going into the timeline with, yeah. like, Gattaca. Um, but I feel <laughs> like um, Bebe is, yeah, it's kind of like uh, she's, what's what I'm looking for? Kind to make amends with mommy with yeah. everything she did because she knows how she was when she was a witch. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that theory because that makes it much easier to to digest. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brock, how you pointed it out of seeing them all together. I d- what do you guys think of the new transformation sequence? 
I love Magical Girl. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think that whole thing was five minutes, but it was worth my time. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. cute. The whole, what do they call it? The Holy Quintet? I think that's what yeah. they said. It was cute. And it gave me Sailor Moon vibes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And even if it wasn't um, real, <laughs> just the fact that they were able to put them all together at the same time, like that was yeah. really nice. Yeah. It was, it was nice to see them all together because we never really, I'm like, yeah. they never were together ever. Nope. That could have not happened before. Uh, ooh, I like this. Mark Benjamin in the chat says, I like Rebellion because of the idea of how the cyclical nature of hope and despair th- uh, the theme in the show. Good point. Yeah. It's kind of that like mm-hmm. that cycle of it all. Yeah. Cake song. Who thought that was also... Oh. What? Hmm? Hmm. I, I don't like when they like kind of... I don't want to say dumb it down, but like I get what they were trying to do in that they were, you know, this was supposed to be this non-reality version of everything that was happening, mm-hmm. and so it was supposed to kind of be like more of a child song, but... I I was like, uh, no. you guys, I cringed. I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm not feeling like whatever the the rap song was thing yeah. that they did. I was like, Ugh. I, I will say though, it's better in Japanese because it rhymes. I figured, I figured, because it has a much more um, melodic sound to it in Japanese and in English. I'm like, oh, this would be way harder to rhyme the words. But that's like any kind of foreign language thing, like. If we translate, if somebody translated an English dialogue to rhyme in their dialogue, it's like yeah. it wouldn't yeah. you'd lose yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Larry Cooper points out the holy quintet. Oh, we got I it. said quintet. Sorry, quintet. <laughs> quintet. <laughs> but yes, the so we get the they have their cake and everything, which was just weird. They calm Tommy down, and their soul gems all sparkle, but they're nightmares. But do they need to still do it? Like you're sitting there going, "Wait, all the rules you've laid out are let's pull those all back." Just kidding. Okay, this is when it goes weird, and I hadn't thought of it the first time. And now that we've all seen some of the Stranger Things, they're upside down walking in the pond. There's a reflection. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're in the upside down. Oh, my goodness. So that's when Homer first goes, wait, have we always been fighting witches this way? Did anybody else, like, your ears go, wait, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. she, she understood and remembered, oh, witches, that's a thing. Yeah, they're like, wait a minute. Uh, and then that's also when the faces start getting weird. If you guys notice, there was like the flowers and stuff, like faces. People's faces after that moment yeah. are like, "What is going on?" And slowly, so up until this point, everything was very. Um, the word I'm going to use is grounded. So, like we, the way that we perceive the physical world was very mm-hmm. much how we saw the physical world in the movie. At this point, that's where things start to change, and we start to lose some of that reality. And that's where um, we start. I feel like at this point, we start to get more into um, Humorous head, and just everything kind of turns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of that, we get our red balloon, which it has now made <laughs> creepy. Uh, do, what do you guys think of those kind of people that are kind of constant throughout? Those weird people in black. Mm-hmm. They have all black outfits, and they're just kind of constantly throughout. I thought they were super weird. I'm like, who are they? What are they doing? Go away. I think that was the thing, kind of, we keep, that was something that could have been explained better in terms of the pacing. I feel like, just me personally, if there was kind of, uh, Homura obviously had her introduction, but if there was kind of also an introduction of, like, maybe Kyube saying something of, like, oh, you know, how is she doing, or, you know, is she asleep, you know, something weird like that, just so you know going into it, because I feel like, oh... Like you were saying, Rachel, it's very grounded. We're in reality. Things are getting weird. Mm-hmm. And, and we're obviously going to get into it. But then there's this information dump. And then this other thing happens. I felt like it could have been threaded together a little differently to make it flow. 
Yeah, I feel the pacing in the beginning is a little slow, and there's some sequences that uh, you know you could have edited out. Like there's, but it kind of shows a passing of time in terms. Mm-hmm. I think of like their day to day, and it's all normal and happy. And you're like, wait a minute. Uh, that's also when Homura meets up Kyoko, and she goes, "Um, everything seems off, and you seem especially weird." Go ahead. I was just taken aback, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Like she's just like you. And I think it's you, and I'm like Homura. But I, I want to also just point out with um, Kyoko and Homura, like just yeah. even the scenes where they're eating lunch together. I always said this, but I feel like just the show and the movie, it's so beautifully animated, but it's many subtle and dramatic ways. Mm-hmm. Where like the, the sunset scene, or when yeah. they're eating lunch, and it's like they're 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 moving along the water. I was just like, this is amazing, but sometimes distracting. Mm. Where I'm just like, oh wait. This is actually happening. Yes. Yeah. Who I wanted cake after. Oh, <laughs> yes. I wanted tea. Uh, <laughs> and then here's the moment where you see in other movies too, when people are questioning what's reality, you ask specific questions, and Kyoko can't answer them. Like, wait, wait, wait. Where did you live before this? Have you been there? Well, no. Why would I need to go there? And that's when you go, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. What's going on? I feel like if I was Kyoko, I would be so frustrated at that yes. point because I feel Kyoko is under the impression that she should know these things. Mm-hmm. And when it's like you should know something and you don't, it's very frustrating. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then that's when they go, okay, well, come with me. I mean, the most logical thing, well, if you haven't been there, let's literally let's just go. And if it's there, I take everything back. Uh, and if it's not, we can move forward, which I'm like, oh, well, at least that makes sense. You go, okay, yeah. something that makes sense so far. <laughs> and to me, mm-hmm. like, this is part of it. When we were seeing this and seeing that um, seeing that she was figuring everything out or starting to kind of figure it out, said to me that she had more to do with it than what she even realized. Yes. Oh, see, at this point, I, it's interesting that you caught on to that at that point, Rachel, because I didn't. I had no clue where it, where the story was going at this point. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, it was very interesting watching it. We watched it together, and after having seen it, because then her comments, I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to say anything. I'm like, okay. Well, like, good theories. I like it. So they go back to the hometown, but everything's super weird. It's not really there. And I liked how that is also the world doesn't look like a normal city anymore. And you just mm-hmm. go, okay, this is getting weirder and weirder, which makes sense, because then you go, wait, maybe this is more of a labyrinth. You get to see the creepy people with Kyoko and Homero's faces, which was weird. That was right? really creepy. Which I like that it got darker. I mean, it continues the show vibe of being dark and creepy. Uh, let's keep that discovery secret and everything. And that's when they go, oh, well, Homer goes, it's a trap. Like, we're stuck in here. It's a labyrinth. This is what it is, which kind of makes sense. Thank you, exposition. As she walks down the staircase, she's like, so by the way, if you've never seen the series and everything like that, here's what happened before. <laughs> which is nice because some movies, anime movies, do a good job of, in case you haven't watched the show. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what the movies were doing if you didn't watch the show because the first two movies, like you said, Carrie, do recap mm-hmm. the series and then they kind of go into this. Yes. Uh, then Satan in the chat says, the more Homer realized things, the more abstract the world got. Good point. Yes, as things keep going. uh, That's when it's like, okay, we've been made to forget. Everything's fake. We have fake memories. And then that's, we ask about the baby. Um... Who liked the change of pace when Homer grabs Bebe and is like, you're the problem, and goes to attack Bebe? Oh, I loved it. I was, it was like, great. I love how she can just, like, freeze time, like, just in that instance where she's like, you. I'm like, yes. 
So I, I think that's just an, a great ability that she mm-hmm. has. And if we're looking at this from the standpoint that this is very like um, representative of what somebody goes through when they're going through trauma and grief, mm. it's the idea that at first she's blaming other people for what's happening to her, and we start to see things go darker. Things were lighter in the beginning because she didn't realize there was a problem exactly, mm. and it's this idea that maybe she was repressing a lot of things. Um, and so that's kind of to me like as I started to see it this way, um, that's like I was like, okay, well here's another stage. She's blaming everybody. <laughs> it's yeah. their problem, not hers. No, it totally makes sense. And then it gets weird because then mommy's not frozen in time. Because then I go, wait, is mommy the problem? Because also she should not be there. Yeah. So you go, wait a minute. Uh, who I did love that shootout fight sequence. Yeah, that was pretty okay. awesome. Great. It was that. That was like one of the things about this movie that I really liked. Again, because not only was it just a really great action sequence, but it also got to showcase mommy and how powerful yes. she really was. And I was like, yeah. That's awesome because we never really got to see that in the mm-hmm. in the series. Yeah, their shootout and how their bullets essentially are hitting each other, and that's why nothing happens. But yeah. oh, it's so yeah. good. Um, then it goes. Then it goes really dark because Homer essentially tries to commit suicide. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? It's like well, which makes sense of almost like if she feels she's almost in a groundhog loop of like, how do I end this? Let me just kill myself. But. Mommy's like, wait, nope, don't. And then, but still, it's like, oh, the blood yeah. on the face. Yeah. Part of me uh. thought that she actually was going to do it, or that if, if she did, right? that maybe, like, another world would, like, explode in her ah. head, and it would, like, create this whole another universe. I don't know. But mm. I just, I, at first I was like, is she actually going to do it? Because it gets so dark. But seeing how it kind of flipped with Mommy, and it kind of just does not actually go through her head, I, I thought that was better. Yeah. And the angle, though, at first I thought she did. The Same. Way, yeah. She saw the blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and it looked like it went I think through it, something, but then I, it just, yeah. I think it I think skimmed it. It grazed her. Like yeah. It grazed her head, yeah. I thought it went through as well, but I think it's more of a graze. And then, you know, when you get a tiny cut, it bleeds a lot, but apparently yeah. it's on her head. Yeah. Uh, so, but then when she goes to shoot mommy, she goes, I'm not going to kill you. going to shoot your leg. But then she's a ribbon person. Yeah. <laughs> What? I was like, all that like, and it didn't work. Like, or to, in my, did it, I mean, I just felt like it didn't work. I, I kind of didn't understand what Homura's angles were in that entire thing. Like, was she just trying to, kind of like what you were saying, Rachel, just blame someone, just trying to stop whatever she thought was the problem? Mm-hmm. I Maybe going back, maybe that's what it was. Because, yeah, she was just kind of doing, I guess, reckless things in mm-hmm. this timeline. And yeah. by this point, too, I thought that she had definitely withheld memories from herself mm. and that she didn't remember everything yet. And this is when I started to think, okay, she is responsible for this somehow. Yeah. Um, and the other question I had was, okay, what are the rules of this alternate reality then? Because if we have Mommy just turning into a, a, like a cascade of ribbon, yeah. um, what would have happened if um, she had, like, if um, Humoro had actually killed herself or like shot yeah. herself, would she too have just kind of gone? Gone into a ribbon and then reformed into a physical, into a physical, putting that in quotes, body, yeah, um, and just return back to normal. Like, if what what are the rules here? And that's yeah. what I was starting to question. Well, seeing from the chat, some people are pointing out the ribbon is essentially mommy made a clone. Which I think the thing is, it's hard to digest that because we never got to see mommy's full potential before. But that makes sense, I guess, that she could make ribbon and make it look like her. Well, I think that's also how she was able to move, even though Homer had stopped time because she was ah. connected to her, like she. She was fighting with her with, like, the ribbon around Homura's leg. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll take that. That makes it. It's like, oh, yes. This is why it's fun to discuss, because you go, wait, different things of, I didn't see that. Then we get an emphasis again on 
Mommy Mentions Wraiths, which she should not know because she was dead before that. So then I go, hold on. This is when we're messing with our time continuum stuff. But that's when uh, Sayaka shows up. And then again, wait, she should not be alive either. But I'm okay with Sayaka possibly being like a spirit, which we kind of learned she sort Mm -hmm. of is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then we have the fact that because Sayaka can remember everything and then... She mentions that this is a maze, a labyrinth that only is maintaining the status quo of, like, well, it's not so bad. So would you want to stay in this fake place because it's not so bad, but it's not real? I would want to stay, I'll put it this way, I would want to stay in this place if I knew absolutely nothing. If I was like Homura and I knew stuff of the outside world or if I knew stuff from the past and I couldn't exactly remember, I would not want to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for me at this point, I was wondering if somehow they had all died. And that mm. this wasn't so much that it was an alternate reality. Well, okay, an alternate reality in the sense that maybe they were all trapped. Their souls were trapped in this, like, bubble um, because they had passed on. And yeah. so now I was starting to wonder, okay, well, is this just where they went afterward? Like, was this, like, the next phase? Um, and so, yeah, like, it's kind of hard um to, like it's kind of hard to say. Okay, well, like, what do you do in that situation if you know that there's no returning to where you came from? Mm-hmm. Would you want to stay where you are? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's we mentioned later, which we'll get into it too. It's kind of the lotus eaters of it's this perfect. You think it's this perfect paradise, but it's actually eating off of you. Um, I think it's one of those pointing out. Thank you from the chat that mommy and Kyoko are alive technically in the race the race universe. I guess since their deaths were so, like, they died to me. I'm like, but they died. But I guess since Sayaka turned into a witch, she's the only one that isn't normal alive. And Kyoko and Mommy, since they didn't turn into witches and that time continuum changed, they're okay. But it still felt like, wait, they should be dead. But that makes more sense that they're still there. Thank you. (sighs) Just one of those, but wait, but they died. Uh, We have... Bebe as a girl. Wait. And I love that it has, like... Cute music. Beautiful hair. Like, I love her hair. (laughs) Yes. Um, Which I would say she's almost half. She's not, she's half human, half witch. Because she does not look like a normal person. And it makes sense because she's already gone to witch mode. But then why can she come back? Yeah. You know, it's like, mm, because Sayaka uses her witch form to fight as well. But it seems like it's separate from her body. But maybe. I think it's just the idea of. In this reality, at least with Sayaka and Bebe, they both are able to control their witch side. Mm, that makes sense. It's kind of like it's your um, giant robot. It's their yeah. mech fighting for them. Then we have... Sayaka is talking with Homura, and that's when she goes, wait, you remember Madoka as well. Three things that don't belong. Bebe, Sayaka, and the witch. It's like, wait, you shouldn't be here. That's when it's like, okay, wait, now it's a fake world, and now it's the, like, things are moving faster. Which is funny because um, in this conversation, Sayaka goes, Hey, Homura, this is not so bad of a world. Don't you like it? Homura has the same conversation with her at the end, too, when she's, like, in that school walkway area. Which is like, hmm, hmm. Funny thing, too, in watching and reading Reddit too much. Um, When Homura's going on the, like, boat thing, there's an arch that she goes under, and it says, Do you enjoy the movie? (laughs) <laughs> Does it really? Oh, yeah. wow. oh, Subliminal messages, yay. And there's another one as well. And there's another moment later. So those black clothed people I mentioned, they're ch- chanting in German, God is dead. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is, uh, they're like, there's a segment where they're lined up and they're like throwing stuff and they're saying, God is dead in German. And again, reading too many Reddit threads. Um, <laughs> but it makes sense because, in a way, Monica at this point, which we find out later, doesn't remember everything. So essentially, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quote unquote. Uh, then we had. Okay, so this is when I would say I was starting to feel I'm upset with this because all this is disregarding Monica's sacrifice when Homer goes like changing this path to essentially like, I want you to be with me. Mm-hmm. And this is where love essentially can become obsession. I think yeah. this, I think at this point is where kind of like you, uh, kind of like how you said, Carrie, it be kind of came like, mm, I might have a problem with this because sure, you, in this series, Obviously, Homura had a deep care for Madoka. And maybe some people would even say, oh, it was borderline obsession. But it never crossed that line. Whereas in this movie, it definitely did. Oh, yes. And it became so crazy that it didn't even feel like love anymore. It felt like more of a possession kind of thing. And just the fact that it... She... Humura was offered a chance to go into the light and to go to mm-hmm. heaven with uh, Monica. So it wasn't like she couldn't ever be with her again. She was offered the opportunity and she didn't, t- like, she just betrayed that. And I yeah. didn't, I didn't like the arc of her and what happened. And yeah. it didn't seem, like, maybe in the sense that they're saying, like, if, if we're, com- if we're comparing this to, you know, what happened in someone's mind, maybe, but um, in the sense of, like, the actual character arc, I did not like what happened. Yeah. yeah. I would say, and then we, we didn't get to talk about this much with the anime, uh, Homura, because people ship Homura and Madoka or not, wh- whether you do or not. Homura technically could have fallen in love with Madoka because she's had so much time with her. Madoka has literally known Homura for a month. So it is not reciprocated the same way. Uh, a few people in the chat are maybe saying it's a bit more like loving God, which possibly that could be as well, too. Though I would argue it is more romantic love because we get this weird um, fan service, well, not weird, but this moment of fan service where Monica falls on top of Homura and Homura blushes and is kind of like, oh, you're on top of me. <laughs> and then also Monica later is like braiding her hair, which is all very intimate. And mm-hmm. Homura's like, this is the thing I've always wanted. But I think her love for Madoka, I mean, this is romantic but not sexual because I don't feel they've touched on that, but you can be romantic and not sexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it goes to the obsession and it's the ownership of you are mine and you cannot leave me. And she really yeah. does become like a demon. Yes. And that's where it crosses over. And I feel like there's, when you really truly love a person, there's, you are willing to sacrifice certain things. And that's what I feel like she, the point that she missed is mm-hmm. that she needed to let Monica go in yeah. a certain way. And she couldn't wrap her head around that. Yeah. And I think that was kind of almost what became disappointing of Homura's character, at least to me in the movie, because in the end, it seemed like, you know, in the entire series, Homura had such a great character arc yes. and development. We mm-hmm. kind of finally got to realize why she is the way that she is. And even at the end, she seemed like, you know, she obviously misses Madoka, but she's, you know, prepared to live with the world that she is now in. And that was a very satisfying ending to me. But now yeah. this of, like, oh, you know, we're t- we're crossing that line of to obsession and all this. I was like, Meh. I liked how she was. Yeah. You know what? This is almost making a wish for another person thing, too. Because in a way, Homer is giving Monica and everybody that happy life they all wanted. But, again, that's negating what 
Monica did. If I am choosing to make this sacrifice, so Homer is going, I'm making a wish for all of you, which we've learned is not good. Don't wish for other people. Because, like, it just doesn't work out because that's not what they wanted. And that's what I think is the most frustrating thing about this movie is because it is sad that Monica, like, quote-unquote dies, but she's not really dead-dead, but she's gone from that world. But it's such a noble sacrifice that to take that all back just feels like... Yeah. And now that oh. now that Humura has her, she doesn't really have her like as a friend. Right. Like it doesn't oh. feel Mm-mm. it doesn't feel like I didn't feel any love there. I didn't even feel like she really wanted Monica anymore. Like it was just about <laughs> the possession and about mm-hmm. having her and about the conquest and not about the fact that she like the earlier moments we had in the film with them actually bonding, I felt mm-hmm. like were more um I felt the love then, but not at the end. Yeah. See, it's kind of interesting too because um, I did read some, like, explanations just to kind of, like, mm-hmm. there were parts that were confusing, mm-hmm. so it was good to kind of get some other people's perspective. And some fans were arguing arguing that, yes, you know, it could be seen as an obsession, but then some others were, it's Homura's way of protecting Madoka of, and kind of the reason why, you know, she was in this labyrinth in, to begin with. I think she's just scared. I think that's, I think because she's so scared and she's in such fear for everybody, but especially Monica, she's a control freak. She mm-hmm. wants everything yeah. to be in her control. And I think at the end of the day, it's fear. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with true love. If you actually love someone, you trust to let them go to make their decision. Mm-hmm. And that's not then a true love. It totally is a possession thing. So this is where we get to the exposition that we go, what is going on? And we get the reveal, which finally Cubay speaks. I'm like, why has he not talked this whole time? So we learn it's all an experiment. He's on the outside world. He's like, okay, Homura, you're asleep. You're in an isolate. Your soul gem's in an isolation field because we're just trying to see what happens when it's isolated. And you can't get back in the law of the cycles. And we're going to learn from it. And so this is all inside of your soul. Yay! <laughs> so it really does go on that parallel of maybe mental health because it's all essentially in her head, depending on like how you want to look of head, heart, soul, and all that. I so, feel like the biggest mistake Homura made at the end of the series was telling Kyubei about the past. Right? Oh, <laughs> don't tell them anything. Avoided. Yes. And Kyubei's like, oh, well, we want to learn about these witches' things. And you're like, gosh darn it. I think she does have a moment when she's standing there and Kyubei's explaining it that she goes, I should have kept it to myself. <laughs> yeah. And that's when we get the Homura is willing to sacrifice herself now of like, well, I will turn into a horrible witch just to prevent you, Kyubei, from getting to Madoka, which doesn't work so well. But then we have everybody who comes in to help and for the rescue. And that's also when we learned that Sayaka and Bebe are kind of, they're, they're like her secretaries, which I thought was okay. I would go with Monica's a god and they're angels. Yeah, which, yeah that works. Yeah. 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 It's a little easier because I'm a secretary, it just sounds weird. Or um, they're her people who do things for her. That's why I felt like angels are the messengers. Angels. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's when we also get a moment, speaking of shipping, we get Sayaka and Kyoko I'm totally for that ship, too. I'm here yeah. for it. I right? loved that. I loved that so much. It made my heart burst. Because <laughs> we have... Sayaka has that moment. She goes, I don't have any regret. Just I didn't going to come back and tell you how much you meant to me. And you're like... Yeah. Oh. They're in a healthy relationship. Homer and Monica is not a healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Toxic <laughs> relationship. <laughs> yeah. Not even a relationship. Yes. Yeah. No, not at all. So then we get the, Monica is like there, and Rachel, as you were saying, of like, Homura pulls her down, is like, well, you're going to stay with me. And she later tells Sarah, like, yeah, I only took the one part of her that was a God thing. I'm like, but you literally <laughs> ripped her apart, is what yeah. she said. It's like, ugh, 
She gets a new soul gem. And then, yeah, even pain is precious to me. She's going in some dark kinks. We're not kink shaming, but, you know, she is going in a dark realm that you're like, wait a minute. And she does say it's love, but I think she's very confused on what yeah. love is. I think mm-hmm. this part was also, I, I want to know how you guys feel. This part was very confusing to me because, uh, obviously, Madoka mm-hmm. is kind of seen of the, as the light. Whereas yes. Homura, even in the language, was saying, like, oh, evil, oh, demon. And we perceive yeah. them as bad. But I don't know if necessarily giving them this world was her... I mean, it is kind of bad, but, like, does she see herself Mm -hmm. as, like, evil now? I think she sees herself as evil, which Mm -hmm. confuses me because earlier on, her arc seemed to be that she was going toward Mm -hmm. the light and that I kind of got the sense that it was going to be her and we were going to realize that she created this world in this labyrinth, but... I thought that she was going to realize it was wrong and then try to end it, but mm. went the opposite direction, and she just she went she went more evil. Like we didn't even like I didn't see that coming At in all. that direction. No. Yeah, and so for me, um, I feel like it it just that's why I, I didn't like the ending. I was not satisfied with that, especially this being the ending of the entire series. Um, yeah. I just wanted something different. I would have been I would have been okay if they just kind of ended with them saving. Homura. And again, that would have been interesting yeah. because in this series, you know, she had so much pain. It kind of would have made sense if she had become a witch. And so I liked them with that idea. And if they had saved her, that would have been a, a good yeah. ending. But yeah. this twist, I was like, I don't know how to feel about Homura at this point. Yeah. And well, uh, we have S- Satan in the chat, which is the appropriate <laughs> name for this. Homura <laughs> believes she's a necessary evil. And I feel this is, again, and because it came out later in semi-spoilers, if you have not watched Game of Thrones, this is Khaleesi's same path, too, of, like, I am this necessary thing. I'm creating this, and I'm helping people. But similar to most villains, they never know that they're the bad guy. The problem with her at that point, and also per Western versus um, Eastern mythologies, because with, like, Japanese, you could have a lot of demons and them not necessarily be evil. So, and I don't know why, like, she would have to be created if we have all this good... It was just such a... I think the thing that was okay. confused... Sorry, okay. Yeah, no, uh, just one of those, it was... You're like, why? Homer, stop it. Just I stop. Think, I think the thing that was evil was that she said I'm evil. evil. Yeah, yeah, she goes, I am evil. And makes a new soul gem thing, because she bites her other one and breaks it and makes uh-huh. a new one, which is really and, pretty, though, but... everything she was doing was not good. Like, yeah. the yeah. fact that she was threatening to keep their memories, mm-hmm. and just the way she was treating, like, everybody, it just did not scream to me that this was a person who was a necessary evil, but yes. a person who actually was, like, now realizing that she thrived in the evil. Ah, yeah. I yeah. like that one, too. Yeah, and that she had become, like, the pain had so consumed her yes. that she needed it now. Mm-hmm. Which, that makes sense, too, because she has been doing this so long, as we talked about, like, it makes sense that she's, like, deep end. Okay, so we get the very end, too. Essentially, she has changed the entire universe. It's like, okay. And it's a whole new world order, which Kibay even is also, okay. And Sayaka, too, goes, uh, is this okay? And when she starts messing with her memory right there, I'm like, mm, nope, don't, don't do that. This makes it super creepy. Uh, and now Madoka is the transfer station. Everything's like, okay, but it's 100% so controlling. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Madoka goes, wait, this is my wrong form. And Omra's like, oh, hold on, hit the brakes, and like hugs her and goes, oop, let me make you forget that thing. Yeah, yeah. controlling. It's super creepy. Uh, Starcloak says, reminds me of madness, kind of. Good point. That's a, It's kind of like a madness, um, which we, it's, it depends on how you want to look on mental health, too, of like, yeah. it's, but we've learned from Cubate emotions are bad, which somebody, semi, not spoilers, but now that we know, 
from the series were saying, yes, emotions are bad, Homer. And to, <laughs> when you take them to the extreme. Um, so do we feel that that's a happy ending? Because everything in the world, there's they're not fighting to die. I don't feel it's a happy ending. I don't at all. Yeah. No, that was like, yeah, yeah to me... Um, like you guys have all been saying about it ending with them saving Homura, like that would have been if Homura had said yes, I will go with you into the light, and that, that had been the end. That would have been perfect. Yes. Okay, like I get it. And like even if it wasn't a hundred percent what she wanted, um, it would have been to me. It would have been okay. Well, she's up in heaven now. She could heal. She could kind of process everything that's happened to her. But she just made the choice to not do that. And maybe it is representative of um, somebody who is go is struggling with their mental health and the it's it's a much harder thing to accept being happy than it is to accept basking in the pain that you're already in and it's you, like you have to make a conscious effort and choice to say yes I need to get help and I need to change what I'm doing and maybe that's what this is all representative of is the fact that it's a cycle and it just she has gone into the cycle of darkness and she's going to stay there and I, but I, I do like though that Monica still always finds a way to kind of help out Homura because she's like because um Homer had asked her, she was like, do you treasure this world or would you rather just change the rules to kind of, you know, and Monica's like, no, I don't want to change the rules. Like, I do treasure mm-hmm. this world. So I think it kind of clicked for Homer. Like, yeah. oh. But I feel like that was um, manipulation because Monica has no idea that there was another world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nuko in the chat says, this happy, this is the ending the happy ending, quote-unquote, that uh, everyone, the fans, wanted. With every girl living a happy, normal life, we're just not comfortable with knowing what it takes behind the curtains for that happy end. Like most control things, unless you have 100% free will, I would not say it's a happy ending. Yeah. No. Even no. if it's, th- that's, you think it's this perfect, quote, air quotes, world, but it's not. You have no control, so nope, not cool. Yeah. yeah. The characters didn't make a choice to be yeah. there for the most part, so it yeah. can't, it's not happy. Yeah. No, no, no. All right. And then we have any other thoughts at the end before we get the post credit scene? No. Okay. post credit <laughs> scene. Homura is, like, doing her weird little ballet dance and is kind of, like, all alone on the chair with the weird half moon and falls or jumps off the cliff. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, like, that was so much of this movie for me. I was like, I don't know. Just let it happen. Yeah. I think that she allows herself to fall mm-hmm. because she knows that she's not going to die, and she's this evil god now, and she's mm. invincible. So That's I think way. she fell but or allowed herself to fall, but it didn't matter because she's going to fall and she's going to survive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other final thoughts on Madoka the movie Rebellion? No, I think... I, I, <laughs> I think it was a good. I think I think we we covered it. I we think covered, we had our yeah. mixed emotions about it. Definitely lots it to digest with this movie. I yeah. still say that show one hundred percent solid. Would recommend yeah. it to anybody. The movies take time to digest. I'm that uh, way with the most movie. anime movies. Though, That's too. true. Like I like yes. the series, but the movies I'm always like, eh. yes. Neon Genesis is the same exact way. Yeah. All right. Um, That's it on Monica. We have some quick news for fans of Attack on Titan because we do have an Attack on Titan after show if you don't know. Uh, So, Jamie. Yes, definitely check out our after show. Um, So, Gummy Inc. is actually announcing that uh, the Alchemist Code is collaborating with Attack on Titan for a mobile game. So, it's already out. It uh, was launched uh, June 6th and it's available till July 3rd. So, it's 
you know, this summer, get your game on. So if you're wondering, like, what players can I get? You get uh, Levi, Mikasa, uh, Aaron, and Hanji. And should you complete this game, you will receive Reiner. So if you're excited about that, <laughs> I say go for it. But if you like the show, if you like uh, uh, Attack on Titan or the Alchemist Code at all, go for it. I think you'll really like it. So, And you can find more pictures of that as well on our ABTV anime. And Dremel, our new show that we're going to be covering next is When They Cry. So this one is a little bit of a throwback, but it's going into summertime. You voted. Thank you so much to everybody who voted. And uh, we're all a bit excited to cover this new one. And I heard it's summer-esque, though not, I know it's dark. But I was like, good, we're going into summertime. Which uh, So this one will let you know how we're breaking it down because we're going to go by the arcs rather than a specific set of episodes. So make sure to check in of what we'll be covering on those. All right, uh, let's give where people can find us and start over on Rachel. Cool. Um, I am Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman. Also, if you are a soap fan, I am going over now to discuss this week's Young and the Restless. So you can find me there. Awesome. I'm Jamie Gray. You can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray or on Instagram at Jamie Gray. And I'm going to be on the Pose panel. So for all of you Pose fans, uh, we're airing Tuesday night. So check it out. Hey everyone, Veronica Valencia here. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at ABTV Anime. We post all kinds of pictures, press releases, news about Anime Expo, and all things cool and anime that you love. Uh, and then again, Attack on Titan airs on Sundays as well at 2.30 p.m. Or you can watch that later if you can't make that time. And we're so excited to be talking about a new show, so you'll want to tune in for that and get our reactions. All right, we'll see you next week. Sayonara. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.